Good morning. This is Paul Donovan, Chief Economist at UBS Global Wealth Management. It's seven o'clock in the morning London time on Monday the 1st of April. US President Biden announced a fiscal plan focused on infrastructure. Market reactions to this are likely to be relatively muted because, of course, what the president announces and what Congress might pass are two very different things. Members of Congress are likely to be dusting off their pet projects for infrastructure, which they will argue are absolutely vital to the regeneration of the US economy, and which, by some really weird coincidence, happen to be based in their constituencies. The basics of the plan are not terribly surprising. A $1.7 trillion infrastructure programme with a strongly green tinge to it, spread over 10 years, half a trillion in worker-focused initiatives, and two trillion in taxes, mainly from companies. Under the proposals, the corporate tax rate would rise to 28%. To put that in context, that's about two-thirds of the rate that existed under US President Reagan's administration, and is still significantly below the 35% rate that has held for much of the last 30 years. Although few large companies actually paid the headline corporate tax rate, and it may be the closing of tax loopholes that is more significant. What does the proposal do for near-term growth? Nothing. Congress has not even begun to tinker around with the proposal, so the earliest date a vote could be held is probably July, and it may easily slip into the autumn. And then just because a president declares an intention to build, it doesn't mean that the building begins at once. In fact, it's a moot point as to whether the fiscal boost of the European Recovery Fund or the fiscal boost of the US infrastructure plan will come first. The proposals will increase the US government deficit because the spending plans are intended to be spread over eight years or so, while the tax changes will come up over 15 years. Finally, it's worth noting that these proposals will use up a lot of congressional time. That means that other policy initiatives will have less momentum. Elsewhere, Japan's quarterly business sentiment poll, the Tonkan survey, came out strong. This is, of course, an opinion poll survey, but one can argue that a survey delivered by the Bank of Japan is more likely to elicit a response than from private sector opinion pollster clamouring for attention. The capital spending plans were especially strong, which is unusual. Capital spending plans normally start the fiscal year quite weak and then rise as the fiscal year progresses. The focus was on software spending, which may reflect firms adjusting to the new way of working. For those inclined to panic about inflation, inflation expectations were barely visible in the survey. Meanwhile, in Europe, French President Macron has announced a lockdown of four weeks to try and get the pandemic back under control, albeit with some flexibility over the course of this weekend. Italy has also extended the partial shutdown of the economy until the end of April. Tensions with the UK over the Oxford vaccine seem likely, with a suggestion that doses will not be shipped to the UK until the EU's quota is met. The quota applies to produced vaccine, not to used vaccine. Spain will not give the vaccine to people over 65. Germany will not give the vaccine to people under 60. Although the lockdowns are not a major surprise, they do confirm that the European growth renewal is going to be delayed. It is true that consumers are likely to continue to build spending firepower, 
But a longer lockdown does raise questions about tourism exporters, uh, with the prospects for the summer holiday season diminishing. If you cannot travel to the beach over the summer, pent-up demand doesn't help. That's all for today. Have a good day. UBS Chief Investment Office's investment views are prepared and published by the Global Wealth Management Business of UBS AG or its affiliate, UBS. This material has no regard to the specific investment objectives, financial situation, or particular needs of any specific recipient and is published for informational purposes only. As a firm providing wealth management services to clients globally, UBS AG and its subsidiaries offer both investment advisory services and brokerage services. Investment advisory services and brokerage services are separate and distinct, differ in material ways and are governed by different laws and separate arrangements. In the USA, UBS Financial Services, Inc. is a subsidiary of UBS AG and a member of FINRA SIPC. For information, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash working with us. For a full legal disclaimer applicable to the independent investment views produced by UBS, please visit our website at ubs.com forward slash CIO disclaimer.